Hello and welcome to today's news podcast powered by China Daily. I'm Angela Wamboyi. China and Kenya mark 60 years since the establishment of diplomatic ties at the colorful ceremony held at the GTC Towers in Nairobi on Thursday. The ceremony was attended by top dignitaries, with Prime Cabinet Secretary Musalia Mudavadi, who also heads the Foreign and Diaspora Docket, as the chief guest. In his speech, Mudavadi hailed Kenya's strategic bilateral relations with China, which he said have propelled Kenya to prosperity. Since the establishment of diplomatic relations between our two nations, our relationship has grown by leaps and bounds, and I have no doubt that it will continue to advance through shared prosperity and mutual understanding. Kenya applauds China for its transformative initiatives in Kenya and Africa. Chinese ambassador to Kenya, Dr. Zhou Pingjian, said that China views Kenya as a trusted and equal partner. He said the bilateral relations between the two countries are poised to grow stronger even further with no limits. Since the establishment of diplomatic ties, our two peoples have forged fraternity. Our bilateral relations have yielded fruits. Our two countries have become good brothers, good partners that trust each other. Since the establishment of diplomatic ties, our two peoples have forged fraternity. Our bilateral relations have yielded fruits. Our two countries have become good brothers, good partners that trust each other. Mudavadi, who is also the nation's cabinet secretary for foreign and diaspora affairs, told Chinese media based in Kenya that the two countries have enjoyed the highest level of engagement over the past 60 years. He said the Kenya-China relationship is anchored on the head of state, noting that former presidents Moi Kibaki and Uhuru Kenyatta as well as the current president, William Ruto, have had very close ties with China. Mudavadi applauded the China-proposed Belt Road Initiative for enabling Kenya to address its infrastructure challenges, noting that the country takes pride in the Nairobi-Thika Superhighway, a project initiated during Kibaki's term. The 50-kilometer highway, which links the capital of Nairobi and Thika, a commerce hub, was a major project developed through the China-Kenya partnership, followed by the Mombasa-Nairobi Standard Gauge Railway, a key BRI project, as well as several bypasses, the Nairobi Expressway, and many other projects within and outside Nairobi. Mudavidi said the good partnership with China on infrastructure development was the key motivation for Ruto to attend the third Belt and Road Forum for International Cooperation in Beijing in October. Ahead of the 60th anniversary ceremony, Chinese President Xi Jinping on exchanged congratulations with Kenyan President William Ruto hailing their diplomatic relations. Since the establishment of diplomatic ties six decades ago, China and Kenya have always worked together and pushed forward development hand in hand, said Xi, adding that the two countries have become politically trustworthy friends and good partners for win-win economic cooperation. In recent years, the two countries have witnessed frequent high-level exchanges, ever-deepening political mutual trust and fruitful results under the Belt and Road Cooperation, she said, stressing that the two sides are at the forefront of the China-Africa cooperation, not only bringing benefits to the two peoples, but also setting an example for China-Africa cooperation. She noted that when President Ruto attended the Third Belt and Road Forum for International Cooperation in Beijing in October, he and Ruto reached important consensus on the future development of bilateral relations. In his message, Ruto said that since the establishment of diplomatic ties 60 years ago, Kenya and China have worked together to navigate the changing international situation and adhere to mutual respect, mutual support, friendly cooperation, solidarity, and mutual assistance with their partnership growing ever stronger.
The World Bank has predicted China's economy will have grown 5.2% in 2023, with momentum expected to stabilize in the near term, propelled by a gradual recovery of consumer sentiment and policy stimulus. As global growth is projected to remain tepid at 2.4% next year, the world's second largest economy is expected to expand by 4.5% in 2024, according to the latest China Economic Update released by the World Bank on Thursday. The country has already made such policy adjustments at the annual Central Economic Work Conference, which was held in Beijing on Monday and Tuesday to set the country's economic policy priorities for 2024. The meeting called for efforts to ramp up counter-cyclical and cross-cyclical adjustments of macro policies and for efforts to continue implementing a proactive fiscal policy and prudent monetary policy, according to a statement released on Tuesday. It noted that China continues to face challenges such as lack of effective demand, overcapacity in certain sectors and lackluster social expectations, but overall favorable conditions outweigh unfavorable factors and the fundamental trend of the country's economic recovery and long-term positive outlook has not changed, the Xinhua News Agency reported on Wednesday. Meanwhile, President Xi Jinping's tightly scheduled state visit to Hanoi on Tuesday and Wednesday has taken bilateral ties to an unprecedented height, paving the way for a wider range of outcomes for the pragmatic cooperation and setting the stage for more robust people-to-people ties, according to officials and analysts. Xi, who is also a general secretary of the Communist Party of China's Central Committee, reached key consensus in talks during the visit with Nguyen Phu Trong, general secretary of the Communist Party of Vietnam Central Committee, and Vietnamese President Vo Van Trong. At the conclusion of the trip, Foreign Minister Wang Yi said the highlight of the visit was the major historic decision by the top leadership of both parties and nations to build a China-Vietnam community with a shared future that carries strategic significance. The decision was the most significant political outcome reached by both nations, representing the culmination and inevitable choice after 15 years of bilateral comprehensive strategic partnership, adding that the vision aligns with the fundamental interests of both countries and their peoples. The trip was also lauded for having led to a buildup in pragmatic cooperation between the two neighboring countries, which also have strong economic and trade links. China defended its recent maritime law enforcement activities in waters near Renai Reef and Huanyan Island on Wednesday and decried the United States' endorsement of the Philippines' maritime provocation. The U.S. Department of State issued a statement related to the South China Sea on Sunday attacking China's actions over the two maritime islets. For some time in seeking selfish geopolitical interest, the U.S. has incited, supported, and cooperated with the Philippines in the latter's infringement and provocation at sea and repeatedly sought to threaten China by citing the U.S.-Philippines Mutual Defense Treaty, China's foreign ministry spokeswoman Mao Ning said in a regular news conference. Such moves embolden the Philippines in violating China's sovereignty, violate the purposes and principles of the United Nations Charter, and jeopardize regional peace and stability, Mao said. The so-called South China Sea Arbitral Award made in 2016 is illegal, null and void, Mao reiterated. President Xi Jinping has in the meantime reiterated on China's commitment to peaceful development and its policy of friendship and partnership with neighboring countries and said that the nation is willing to share more benefits of Chinese modernization with neighboring countries. 
She, who is also the General Secretary of the Communist Party of China's Central Committee, made the remarks in Hanoi, Vietnam, during a meeting with the representatives of Chinese and Vietnamese youth and people who have contributed to bilateral friendship. He told the meeting's participants that China follows the principles of amity, sincerity, mutual benefit and inclusiveness in relations with neighboring countries. As China strives to build a modern socialist country in all respects and advance the rejuvenation of the Chinese nation on all fronts by pursuing Chinese modernization, she said that what the country is pursuing is not modernization just for China itself. He emphasized that building a China-Vietnam community with a shared future that carries strategic significance is a major strategic decision that both countries have made to revitalize the world socialism and ensure their long-term stability and security. She called for carrying forward the traditional friendship between the two countries and contributing to the enduring peace and stability of the Asia-Pacific region. He pointed out that both countries' development is credited in part to a peaceful, open, and inclusive Asia-Pacific. Dongxing, a city on the Chinese border with Vietnam, is a good example of the fast-expanding agricultural trade between the two neighboring nations in recent years. Statistics published by the city with a population of 200,000 in Guangxi Xuang Autonomous Region showed that its trading volume with Vietnam reached 19.2 billion yuan, $2.68 billion in the first 10 months of 2023, up by 161% year-on-year. Most transactions involved farm produce ranging from tropical fruits to aquatic products. Partially due to such a jump in cross-border business, Dongxing inaugurated a special venue for inspecting agriculture products only at a local border crossing in March. Last month, construction of another three such venues was completed. The facilities which are yet to be opened are intended to fast-track custom checks for perishable goods, including plants, frozen seafood, and aquatic products. Partially due to such a jump in cross-border business, Dongxing inaugurated a special venue for inspecting agricultural products only at a local border crossing in March. Last month, construction of another three such venues was completed. The facilities which are yet to be open are intended to fast-track customs checks for perishable goods, including plants, frozen seafood, and aquatic products. While addressing a bilateral trade event, Peng Xiaoguan, the city's party secretary, said that Dongxing is willing to work with the Vietnam to promote the high-quality development of such trade. Agricultural trade between the two countries started to boom after the signing of the China Association of Southeast Asian Nations Free Trade Area, which took effect in 2010, allowing tariff-free trade between China and Southeast Asian countries. In other news, Hungary has blocked 50 billion euros in EU aid for Ukraine just hours after an agreement was reached on starting membership talks. EU leaders said the aid negotiations would resume early next year. Ukraine is critically dependent on EU and U.S. funding as it continues to fight occupying Russian forces. The aid blocking was announced by Mr. Orban shortly after the EU leaders decided to open membership talks with Ukraine and Moldova and to grant candidate status to Georgia. Hungary, which maintains close ties with Russia, has long opposed membership for Ukraine but did not veto that move. Mr. Orban left the negotiating room momentarily in what officials described as a pre-agreed and constructive manner, while the other 26 leaders went ahead with the vote.
He told the Hungarian state radio on Friday that he had fought for eight hours to stop his EU partners going ahead, but could not convince them. Ukraine's path to EU membership would be a long process anyway, he added, adding that Parliament in Budapest could still stop it happening if it wanted to. Get more of this and other international news by visiting www.chinadaily.com.